You're listening to a Weeby Geeks Network podcast. It's the Neverland Podcast, episode 78. Welcome to Neverland. Take a start of the right straight until morning. Hello, Neverlanders! It is I, your pan, the Spider Pan, Jeremy. I am here once again to lead the way as we journey once again to Neverland. But of course, in order to go to Neverland, we need to have some pixie dust. And in order to get some pixie dust, we need to have a pixie in your pocket. Do you have your pixie with you? If not, well, go find her. She's probably hiding under the couch in there with all your boogers. Okay, now you have your pixie in hand. All right. Well, sprinkle some of that pixie dust around. We've got to take flight, but of course we have a few notes, a few provisos, a few quid pro pros. Welcome to NeverlandPodcast.com. That's right, the website. Uh, NeverlandPodcast.com, that's where you find everything you could possibly want to know. Also find links to our occasionally updated news blog, which I should probably spend more time on, but I don't have a whole lot of time these days. Uh, you will also find a connection to the poll page where we have all of our events where you can vote actually for your favorite and uh, we've had some fun in that event going on which i'll talk about later don't forget also you can email us podcast at neverlandpodcast.com to tell us what you like about the show what you don't like about the show to share something fun that i can share with all the other neverlanders right there at podcast at neverlandpodcast.com our email address don't forget our twitter account is neverlandpcast our facebook.com group and facebook regular like page is both neverland podcast you can join both uh i i am working on getting that to be a lot more interactive and doing a lot more things i've just haven't had a lot of time uh, but uh, we've got some great help that has come from uh, eric warren who is a listener and uh, he has given me a lot of really cool marvel imagery that we can use for some marvel mondays in the upcoming so be on the lookout for that thank you so much eric for that uh, you can leave a voicemail 816-226-6492 it's been a while since we received a voicemail we'd like to hear from you your voice can be heard directly here on the neverland podcast also don't forget if you haven't already join the neverlanders here with the neverlanders if you go to neverlandpodcast.com there's a little black bar across in there has a bunch of links neverlanders with an exclamation point is where you want to go it'll tell you all about choosing yourself your own lost boy or pixie name and sending an email in and to join the ranks of the lost boys or pixies now why are there not lost girls because girls are too clever they don't get lost but we do love pixies around here also, don't forget to donate through patreon.com slash neverlandpodcast. I am giving half of all those donations to Give Kids the World, which turns out actually my uh, my uh, old friend, you know, I used to work with her a long time ago and everything, but uh, she's got a, a child that is ill, and her family got to go to Walt Disney World with Give Kids the World. Uh, I'm going to have to get a hold of her and see if she wants to talk a little bit about what uh, Give Kids the World did for her family. Should be a lot of fun, so hopefully we'll get a chance to talk to her about that. We'll see. I'll, I'll work on that one. Right now, she's still in Walt Disney World, so I haven't bothered her, but we'll just see if we can get her to come on and talk about it. It'll be fun, right? Okay. Now, 
it is time for us to arrive here in Neverland and of course to get things started it turns out you know what we do have some fun Disney Parks news this is Gary Gnu and the no Gnu's is good Gnu show the only TV Gnu's program guaranteed to contain no Gnu's whatsoever Neverland news from the Disney Parks well, as it turns out, the news that we have is really, it's the 60th anniversary, Diamond Anniversary at Disneyland. And as I mentioned last week, we are going to celebrate that for the next month, uh, leading up even into July, when the actual anniversary would be July 17th of 1955, the actual date of the opening of Disneyland. And I'm going to share over the, f the next few weeks, little bits of audio from the opening day at Disneyland. You'll get to hear from uh, Art Linkletter and all the other different guests that were there covering this monumental occasion and event that was going on in Disneyland, Anaheim, California in 1955. Here we go. Thank you, Bob Cummings, for that word picture, but right now we got to get back here. The E.P. Ripley is rolling around the Santa Fe Disneyland rail railroad tracks with Walt Disney at the controls. And in the cab with him, you may be surprised to know, is the governor of the state of California and the president of Santa Fe, Mr. Gurley himself. And in the cars behind the 5-8 size train, you'll see the little boys and girls dressed in the foreign costumes of their countries because they are the children of the foreign consuls located here in Los Angeles. Now the track is a mile and a half around. The train runs about every 10 or 12 minutes. In fact, there are two trains. There's a passenger train and there's a freight train. And each one can take several hundred passengers. It takes about uh, six minutes to go around the track, which is built on a ramp that completely encircles Disneyland and cuts it out from the outside world. So once you get inside Disneyland, all you see are the various kingdoms. Now if you look on down the track, you see Mickey Mouse there at the controls. And that's an exact duplicate of the engines that ran over 50 years ago. You can see the conductor there with his brass buttons glistening in the sun, the arms of the children. Hello, Walt. Hello, Governor. Hi. Hi. How would the run go? Oh, fine, fine. The Governor had her around through Frontierland and then Fred Gurley there, he took her around. I picked her up and brought her in. Highballing in, boy. Hello, Walt. Governor. Glad to see you. Our Governor Knight of California, ladies and gentlemen, and Walt Disney, of course, and Mr. Gurley, the president of the Santa Fe. And of the Santa Fe and Disneyland, if you please. <laughs> That's right. Now, Vice sir, President of the Santa Fe and Disneyland. You gentlemen have lots to do down in the square, so we'll see you at the dedication. Bye. 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 Thank you, Art. All right, there they go. And here come a lot. Hello, Johnny. Hello, Bunny. Johnny Green, Ron Button, and all the passengers. And uh, I've got to get down and start uh, getting ready to cover the parade, which is going to go down Main Street in a couple of seconds. And uh, after a few words from your sponsor, Ronnie Reagan will take it away for the dedication ceremonies to Disneyland. Center of Main Street, ready for the official opening ceremonies. All activity on Main Street has ceased. Those carriages which have lined up for the parade to follow are full of celebrities. Walt Disney, Governor Knight, the mayor of Anaheim and other dignitaries are talking to the three chaplains representing the Protestant, Catholic and Jewish faiths. And now, 
Walt Disney will step forward to read the dedication of Disneyland. To all who come to this happy place, welcome. Disneyland is your land. Here age relives fond memories of the past. And here youth may savor the challenge and promise of the future. Disneyland is dedicated to the ideals, the dreams, and the hard facts that have created America. With the hope that it will be a source of joy and inspiration to all the world. Thank you. military chaplains representing the various creeds are present, but all were agreed that I it would be most I have known Walt fitting. Disney for many years and have long been aware of the spiritual motivation in the heart of this man who has dreamed Disneyland into being. Let us join with him then in dedicating these wonder-filled acres to those things dear to his heart and ours, to understanding and goodwill among men, laughter for children, memories for the mature, and aspiration for young people everywhere. And beyond the creeds that would divide us, let us unite in a silent prayer that this and every worthy endeavor may prosper at God's hand. Let us bow in prayer. Amen. That was Walt Disney's nephew, the Reverend Glenn D. Pewter. And now, the Honorable Goodwin Thank Knight, you, Governor Reagan, of California. Mr. and Mrs. Disney, Reverend Clergy, and my fellow Americans. Today is a wonderful day, and all America is proud as we open Disneyland. This is a wondrous community with all the charm of the old world and all of the progress and ingenuity of the new world. Yes, this is a wonderful place for children and grown-ups alike. There are replicas of every town and city in America, stores, libraries, schools, just like your hometown, all built by American labor and American capital under the belief that this is a God-fearing and a God-loving country. And as we dedicate this flag now, we do it with the knowledge that we are the fortunate ones to be Americans and that we extend to everyone everywhere the great ideals of Americanism, brotherhood, and peace on earth, goodwill towards men.
And any moment now, a flight of planes from the 146th Fighter Interceptor Wing of the California Air National Guard will be over as a tribute to Governor Goodwin Knight. Now the parade is on. And here we go to the roof of a Main Street building in Art Linkletter. of Disneyland characters. Disneyland band. Yeah, directed by V.C. Walker uh, and Tommy Walker. And there's Mickey and Minnie Mouse and all of the gang cavorting up and down the street. Your attention, please. Disney Movie News. Well, I wish I had some good news for you, but, uh, well, there was some bad news announced this week, and I'm sure it's not going to make you very happy. But it seems the third installment of the Tron series, which was to be, to re- was to be directed by Joseph Kosinski and was going to have the stars Olivia Wilde and Garrett Hedlund return, uh, apparently that was set to start filming this fall, likely in Vancouver... Uh, has been killed. It's not coming. They have decided not to move forward of the series. Of course, uh, there are some people, some sources, that are saying that it was never officially greenlit. Uh, and there was rumors that they were, you know, it was interesting, you know, that they were talking about maybe Jared Leto was going to join the cast, but uh, there wasn't really an offer or any negotiations commenced on that at all. Uh and this follows right on the heels of a very kind of uh, 
a slightly disappointing weekend. It was kind of underperformed. Tomorrowland at the box office only did about $33 million in the U.S. in its debut over a holiday weekend. Did not do what was expected. And uh, I wonder if maybe it was because the... Um, well, I think the trailer was a little vague. You were, uh, wasn't uh, really sure what to expect, I think, overall in the story. So maybe that hurt it a little bit. Uh, maybe some of the early reviews. I don't know. I didn't read any of them. But maybe they weren't that great because I have seen some disappointed reviews. But uh, speaking of a review of Tomorrowland... There'll be spectacle, there'll be fantasy, there'll be daring do and stuff like you would never see. Maybe a movie. Yeah, we're gonna be a movie. Starring everybody and me. Boy, I wish I were you people seeing this for the first time. Herman, I got a great picture of the chicken. Oh, good. With every second that ticks by, the future is running out. Newton? That's not mine. What's well, not yours? The pen. I've never... What if there was a place? Dad, I just need you to look at this. Does it look weird? A secret place. Where nothing was impossible. Where'd you get this? Who are you, kid? What you saw was a place where the best and the brightest people of the world came together to actually change it. We've been looking for someone like you for a very long time. Why? Did something happen over there? Something bad? They followed you here? Who? Come on! How is this a good idea? There's one way in. They know we're coming, so follow me. All the people, why me? He thinks you can fix the future. Wanted to see Tomorrowland. Here it comes. Well, it has now been a day since my wife and I went on Memorial Day weekend to go see the new Disney film Tomorrowland. And if I was to give this a short description, I would say it's a lot like sugary cereal. It's a lot of fun to eat, but you really didn't get a whole lot of nutritional value out of this, and you're probably just going to be hungry in a couple more hours. Uh, not to say that there's nothing to enjoy about the movie. It was fun to watch. Uh, the, it was very well directed. Brad Bird, we know, is a very capable director. Uh, it was very well cast. Uh, George Clooney, of course, gave a really great performance. I think one of the best that I've ever seen him give. 
Grove. Uh, Hugh Laurie, always fun to watch. A lot of different characters. A lot of new child actresses that uh, were very entertaining and uh, were very good at what their role, given that the uh, young British actress had a, a kind of an interesting type of character to play. Um, but uh, and it's it is a lot of fun, and I do recommend go out and go see this. But uh, I'm you know if I would maybe go to one of the cheaper showings, or unless you're going to make a big night out of it and maybe have a dinner and a movie type of thing. Um, because there is a bit of disappointment you're going to have when you when you kind of chew on this movie. Uh, it is quite cheesy, but we're willing to accept a bit of cheesiness. You know, it is a Disney film, although some of it's a little bit too much. Uh, we clearly see someone crash from a great height uh, and come away with, oh, I got a little cut on my chin. Uh, we also see our main character, Casey, uh, land hard on her head and neck and not even have a concussion or any injury to show for it. And she landed on concrete. Uh, yeah, so there's there's those moments like that. Also, for a movie that's, which is about the optimism, and it's, it expunges greatly uh, and expounds on the creativity and new ideas uh, within science and the arts and everything like that, there is really nothing new or that creative here. Everything I saw in this movie, I felt like I'd seen it somewhere else, be it a Terminator movie, The Matrix, or if you've ever played any of the Bioshock games, you're going to say, oh, that reminds me of this, oh, this reminds me of that, and oh, that reminds me of this. It really wasn't a lot of originality, uh, but it also leaves you with a lot of unfulfilled questions uh, uh, and really gaping plot holes uh, to, to what really comes down to a, a film that doesn't have a villain, uh, gives you a nice five-minute sermon of what the message they're trying to get across was, uh, and then leaves you going home saying, well, okay, that was kind of fun, and I did enjoy, there was a lot of Disney references there at the beginning, uh, but, uh, you know, that's that was at least, it was a good time, you know, and you will enjoy the movie, I think. You'll I think you'll have some fun with it, but uh, now let's get into the spoilery half of this, so if you don't want any spoilers, uh, this is the time to skip ahead. Uh, here's some questions I would have. Okay, so we get to see Tomorrowland, uh, the, the actual area, and there's people. It's, it's populated. It's almost like a city. Where are all these people? What happened to them? We never get an answer for that. And if there is a health shake that uh, Governor Nix has been drinking to keep him young and healthy, why aren't we seeing where is Edison, Tesla, Walt Disney? Where are all these people that maybe helped uh, to build Tomorrowland? Where are they? We don't get an answer, because I'm a figure they would have these health shakes too, right? Uh, and also, uh, you know, with the beginning of the movie, we start with uh, with Frank uh, as a boy in the 1964 World's Fair, which, you know, we, we definitely was a lot of fun to go and see, you know, uh, and hear a great big beautiful tomorrow playing and going on the small world. And we have a very interesting story of him uh, now, of course, landing himself into Tomorrowland. Um... But then all of a sudden we're cut out of that to go into the main character story, which actually I thought was going to be good, but I was left a little disappointed. And I even said uh, to Heather after the movie, like, you know, um, I kind of was more interested in Frank's story than what I got from Casey's story. Uh, and she agreed with me. It's like, yeah, it was, it was definitely more interesting seeing the, the adventure Frank was having and the, and the mystery of that. Casey's story, which happens more in the modern age, uh, you, you get promise of like this great mystery and this great adventure, but it leaves you feeling flat. Uh, basically, 
because of other questions of, okay, you have these uh, these robots, which actually aren't evil robots. They're just a bit excessive, and they're missing any emotion to say, well, maybe I shouldn't have, you know, I feel bad I just killed these humans. Uh, but they're just going, fulfilling a purpose. But what is that purpose? Why are they hunting down Athena? Never get a reason for it. You know, other than, you know, she's fulfilling whatever purpose that she has. Uh, spoiler alert here. Uh, Athena, of course, is an android. Um, you don't know why they were hunting her. Uh, never get an answer. But you were thinking, oh, there must be some grand villain who is now taking over Tomorrowland and has ruined it. Because all the inventions of Tomorrowland was supposed to have been revealed to everybody. And it was going to make the world a better place. Well, it turns out, um, really, he's not a bad guy. He just kind of gave up. Which is exactly why he kicked Frank out, because Frank kind of lost the optimism and gave up. So Governor Nix kicks him out, but yet he himself is a problem? And we never really find out how old Governor Nix is. Maybe he's been there since the beginning, because I don't know who put him in charge. But everybody apparently has left Tomorrowland, and the only thing populating it is him and a bunch of robots. And really, no one's repaired or done anything. There's, you know, which I guess is supposed to be symbolic of there's no new good ideas people are doing. Everybody is now focused on negative and everything's terrible. And when you look at all of our apocalyptic movies and all that kind of thing in our entertainment, that's, that's sort of the point is we're all looking at bad things. That's the preachy sermon we get for five minutes is that we need to start focusing on positive things. And yes, that's a good message. And yes, I like that. But, boy, it was a long road to get to just that, and it was really a letdown because I was expecting a villain that had ruined Tomorrowland for everyone and, to, and, and destroyed the optimism. But really what it was is they were trying to find a way to get everybody in the normal world, uh, our world, to, uh, to get some ideas and, and, and want to fix and change our world and, and fix any problems with it or something. But by broadcasting all the negative to try to, try to show us the negative, it got us focused on the negative, and, you know, and so it kind of backfired. So what is our antagonist character, who's not really a villain, by played by Hugh Laurie, Governor Nix, uh, what does he do? He just keeps doing the same thing and just gives up. I'm like, well, wait a minute, if that's a, if that's a kicked out of Tomorrowland offense, what are you still doing here? Like I said, uh, there's also appears to be no consequences for any of your actions. Uh, the, the main characters, basically, they steal a car. And I'm like, wait, nobody reports the car stolen because the guy clearly saw you got you two, uh, and nobody, but he didn't report his truck stolen because your truck could be obviously stand out. It's got busted glass. It's all, you know, it's banged up. Uh, but yeah, yeah, I don't know. It's, uh, it, there's, if you, if you actually start thinking during the movie, you're lost. Don't, don't try not to think, I guess, when the first time I watch it, think about it later and then you can determine whether or not you'll actually buy this when it comes out. Cause I mean, like I said, it is a lot of fun, but there's so many problems with it. And, um, you, you kind of care about the characters, but the, the most cute story is kind of a sad little story because uh, Frank, played by George Clooney, they, they show him as a boy, and he creates a friendship and has kind of a crush on Athena, not knowing Athena is not human. She's a, a, an android or a robot, whatever, or an audio animatronic, as she refers to herself, which is cute that they did that. And it's kind of a cute story, but it's also kind of sad because she's emotionless, but it does, you do see that you kind of have a, a bond by the end. And uh, uh, But really, it's... Uh, Athena is pretty much the Terminator. Uh, all the other, other audio, audio animatronics, they're all dressed the same. They're pretty much a bunch of Smiths running around from the Matrix. Uh, Tomorrow Lane is pretty much Rapture from the Bioshock series where everything has gone bad. But you, the only reason you get that it's gone bad is that I guess only Governor Nix is in there and there's nobody else there. But why didn't anybody else stick around? Was everybody else kicked out? I, 
I don't know, there's just a, a really gaping hole. So, as much as I really love Brad Bird's direction and his style, I mean, there is some 60s style weaponry that is also high-tech, futuristic, kind of fun, science fiction, you know. Um, I expect better of his writing. Uh, he only, he, he partnered with somebody else to write this. I can't remember the other guy's name. But uh, I'm really was disappointed in the writing because normally he thinks of everything. Or perhaps there's just huge amounts of film that was left on a cutting room floor, a cutting room floor that would have maybe explained this movie a little bit better. Uh, but I've got to give this a C. Well, I don't know whether to give it a plus or a minus because it is fun and I think you should go see it. But uh, it's going to be very unfulfilling. And uh, really, there is like a five-minute sermon at, towards the end of the film. Uh, that is pretty much the point of the movie and the message they were trying to get across the entire time. Uh, they needed to apparently spell it out for you because could not creatively just give the, give you the idea from telling a really good quality story. So that's the review of Tomorrowland. Uh, I think you you know like I said, go ahead and check it out. Go see it. It's not it's not a horrible movie. It's just disappointing. Pardon the interruption. I have some news which I believe you will find most interesting. Would you like to hear the latest in Marvel television, film, video games, and comic books? Or are you looking for some ideas on what to pick up on New Comic Book Day? Well, join Mike and Eric on Mighty Marvel Geeks every Saturday night on Sorcerer Radio and every Sunday on the Weeby Geeks Network for all things Marvel. There is a matter that requires your attention. Mighty Marvel Geeks. Assemble. All wrapped up here, sir. Will there be anything else? And now back to He-Man and the Master of the Universe. Disney music fans, the time has come. It's the Neverland Battle of the Disney Bands. Your vote will determine this year's top five Disney songs. Vote now at poll.neverlandpodcast.com. That's P-O-L-L dot NeverlandPodcast.com. And listen to the Neverland Podcast to see which Disney band rises above the competition. The results of the auditions are in, ladies and gentlemen. We have our four official Disneyland bands made from your votes of your favorite Disney songs. And they are now prepared to compete. In fact, I've got them all set up. The website is already active at poll.neverlandpodcast.com. Go there and vote for your favorite song because now it is in competition. In fact, we have Animated Classics versus Animation Renaissance. Those are two of the bands. Animated Classics is a band, Animation Renaissance. They are going head-to-head, song versus song right now. This is all round one. Okay, so of the Animation Renaissance, we have I Won't Say I'm In Love from Hercules taking on When You Wish Upon a Star from Pinocchio. That, I'm boy, that's going to be a tough call on what's going to win. Although I, I got to give a bit of the edge to When You Wish Upon a Star just because that is the Disney song. Also representing the Animation Renaissance, Under the Sea from The Little Mermaid is going to go head-to-head with a second star to the right from Peter Pan from the animated classics. Also a a very neck-and-neck competition. I'm excited to see how this turns out. And also representing from the Animation Renaissance, A Friend Like Me from Aladdin going head-to-head with the animated classic, Never Smile at a Crocodile, also from Peter Pan. 
And also now going the distance from Hercules from the Animation Renaissance Band versus the animated classic The Silly Song from Snow White and the Seven Dwarves. Also, fighting it out during round one will be live action versus Pixar animation. Representing live live action, A Whale of a Tale from 20,000 Leagues Under the Sea is going head-to-head with You've Got a Friend in Me from Toy Story. Also, Supercalifragilisticexpialidocious from Mary Poppins will go head-to-head with Strange Things, also from Toy Story. Feed the Birds, also from Mary Poppins, will go head-to-head with If I Didn't Have You from Monsters Incorporated. This only happens in the movies, from Who Discovered Roger Rabbit, a runaway hit. I love it. It was never actually in a movie. It was a movie that just didn't happen, and because of all kinds of legal difficulties and things like that, might not ever happen, but it's a great song anyway. In fact, I think I'm going to share that audio with you all later. Because some of you maybe even not heard some of these songs. I want to entice you to come and hear these songs. So I'll play some audio. Uh, but This Only Happens in the Movie is part of the live action band. And it is going to take on head to head. Put that thing back where it came from. From Monsters Incorporated. That's a great matchup. I love that. Because put that thing back where it came from. You're never going to find that on the soundtrack. It was just something they did. It was funny at the uh, as a bonus onto the movie. So, a very fantastic lineup. I tell you what, I am very super excited. This is going to be great. Wait. What's this? Oh, my gosh. Ladies and gentlemen, Neverlanders, we have a late entry. Oh, my gosh, two late entries. What in the world? Well, um, here are two bands that were not voted on by you. Um, It seemed a garage band from Disney, Indiana has entered the competition because you know the competition doesn't officially start until now it's a summer competition we just we had to have auditions here throughout may to kind of get our bands together but wow I, i've got two new bands one of them from from disney and they're, they're just the disney indiana band and i also see here um well they don't have official representation from muppet cast at muppetcast.com steven swanson uh, he did help me out to uh build up this website to catch your votes so I guess they decided they need representation. Uh, representations. I have the Muppet Mayhem is here. Uh, oh my gosh! Uh, so two new bands. Well, all right. Uh, let's 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 start matching you guys up. Okay, I tell you what. Well, uh, representing the Disney Indiana band, we have the Bear Band Serenade from Country Bear Jamboree. Uh, we'll put that right up against the Rainbow Connection from the Muppet Movie, representing Muppet Mayhem. Wow. Oh, so it looks like the Disney Indiana Band is made up of Disney attractions. And, of course, the Muppet Mayhem, well, they're Muppet songs, original Muppet songs. Well, what do we got next? My goodness. Uh, Grim Grinning Ghosts from the Haunted Mansion is going up against It's Not Easy Being Green uh, from Sesame Street. Because, yes, that song originally did come from an episode of Sesame Street. Let's see what else we have going on here. Oh my gosh, A Pirate's Life for Me from Pirates of the Caribbean is going head-to-head with I'm Going to Go Back There Someday from the Muppet movie, which there was, yes, an alternate version uh, on the Muppets from Space, and if you have the, uh, the, it was like an anniversary disc of Muppets, Muppet Mayhem Madness or whatever, they did have that same version on that CD. I do have that CD, but they did do an alternate version, but this is the original you know, just an acoustic guitar pretty much is the only music, you know, that and a harmonica. But uh, from the Muppet movie, I'm going to go back there someday. 
And our final two competitors in the Tiki Room from Walt Disney's Enchanted Tiki Room is going to take on Man or Muppet from The Muppets. Representing the band Muppet Mayhem. You know, it sounds weird to just say The Muppets, but that's what that movie was called. So, wow, the competition has grown bigger than I expected. I totally did not know this was going to happen. Honestly. No, really. No, no I didn't know this was going to happen. This is com completely caught me by surprise. I did not know any bands were coming from, from Disney Indiana, or I didn't know these Muppets were going to show up here on Neverland. It's a complete shock. Why are you looking at me like that? I, I can see you staring at your iPod or your radio, however you're listening. What, you don't believe me? Well, you don't have to believe me. You just have to come to poll.neverlandpodcast.com and vote for your favorite. You have one week. Well, let me repeat that. One week to decide the winners in these competitions. What I'm going to do is I'm going to keep track of the amount of votes that each one of these songs get or their amount of wins, and I will, by the end of the summer... Uh, hopefully I'll have everybody has competed with every other band and in different lineups and things like that, and I will be able to determine the top lists of all these Disney songs, as voted by you here for 2015 Disney Battle of the Never well the Neverland Battle of the Disney Bands I should say I can't even get this thing right, but oh my gosh I, I'm just flustered I I completely didn't expect these all right fine I no I didn't expect them you just you just yeah. Alright, don't mind me. I'll be over here uh, setting up for the concerts when these people play. Oh, well, you know what? Concert? That's a good idea. Why don't we just get this thing rolling with a concert featuring some of the songs right now that you can vote for in the Neverland Battle of the Disney Bands? Does that sound good to you? Sounds like fun to me. Here we go. Oh, hi! We're rehearsing uh, a scene for the upcoming company play called... Uh... Put that thing back where it came from, or so help me. <laughs> it's a musical. <laughs> yeah, put that thing back where it came from, or so help me. Get that thing away from me, you guys. Put that thing back where it came from, or I'll poke myself in the eye. <laughs> it's... Put that thing back where it came from, or so help me. So help me, so help me get by. Put that thing back where it came from, or so help me. I just gotta cry. Keep it together, man. And so we put that kid back where she came from. And she helped us to find a better tomorrow today. Thank you. What a night for my mother to be in the audience, ladies and gentlemen. My mom! Never see 
But my profile is out of this world. Jawohl, but the trouble is, it's not far enough out of this world. Isn't that right, Herr Schmidt? Oh, I see Schmidt has no hair. Me amigo, stop the clucking. You sound like a bunch of old hens. There's a lot of birds waiting to go on. For instance... The boys in the back are called macaws. Because of their claws? No, because they're macaws. And our fine feathered friend is a jolly toucan. And toucan sounds better than one toucan can. Join us in another quarter. In the ticky, 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 
Ancient history been there, done that. Don't you think you're kidding? He's the earth and heaven to you. Try to keep it hidden. Honey, we can see right oh, through no. you. You're dying to cry your heart out One positively must not wear a pleased expression on his countenance when confronted with that large lizard-like amphibious reptile who has long jaws, armored skin, and webbed feet, and who is known as the crocodile. It has been discovered that one simply cannot cherish an amicable or trustworthy relationship with the aforementioned species. In addition, it is mandatory that one does not become irresistibly drawn into the erroneous belief that the lateral upward extension of his lips means that you are entirely welcome. 
It is much more reasonable to assume that he is contemplating how you would look in a lizard suit. His. <laughs> Clear the aisle and never smile at Mr. Crocodile. Neverland Feedback. All right, we have us a few new Twitter followers that I'd like to give a little shout out to you. Welcome to our Twitter feed, Darren Kavanoki. I hope I said your name right. Karen Yankovic, Beef Sumo, and Michelle of the Frazzled Fairy Travels. I believe she's a travel agent that exclusively works with Disney. Uh, Chandra Carney, Gary Bailey, Pam's Love, and Maggie Mae Fish. Welcome to the Neverland Podcast Twitter feed. I trust you will enjoy everything I tweet on there. And as a reminder to everyone that I do want to hear, either email or by tweet or by voicemail, what do you want to hear more of on the Neverland Podcast? What do you enjoy the most? I would really like to hear from you. Is there something I need to cover a little bit more of that you want to hear a little bit? you want a little bit more news? Or do you want to hear just more park audio or things like that? What is it you would like to hear of from the Neverland podcast? What do you get from Neverland that you feel you don't get enough of maybe somewhere else? Uh, I'm hoping I'm being unique enough for you. Uh, so, But anyways, yeah, leave me that feedback. Let me know what it is that you enjoy. And of course, go and write those reviews over there on iTunes and on Stitcher and on Blueberry because I do appreciate those. Then it does help people to come and find us and join in on the fun. But I do hope you enjoyed listening to this concert here for the Neverland Battle of the Disney Vans. And do come and vote because it's very important that you do come and vote because otherwise everybody just sits there wondering why aren't the votes going up. So yeah, come and vote. Make sure your favorite song wins. You only have one week just one week to make your song a top winner. So get to it. Get to voting. And we'll see you right back here next week on the Neverland Podcast. Thank you for listening to the Neverland Podcast. Please subscribe and rate the show on iTunes, Stitcher, and Blueberry. We love to hear from you on Twitter.com slash Neverland and Facebook.com slash Neverland Podcast. Leave us a voicemail at 816-226-6492 and send email to podcast at neverlandpodcast.com. Join us next week and we'll once again go to Disney and beyond. The Neverland Podcast is copyright glue band productions and all original content belongs to the same. Other content is copyright of their respective creators and is used under Creative Commons license.